Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry, and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. And I'm Valerie Comer. Today we are chatting about the CCR we've been reading recently just for fun. So um, Cooney is very excited, as you see. <laughs> and um, we don't really need a whole lot of introduction for this. We do it a lot, and um, but I think we all like it. So that's good, and hopefully you do too. So um, Narelle, you want to kick us off? I will. And it's appropriate that Cooney's still in the room because I'm going to talk about a book that has puppy dogs in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just to make her happy yeah so the first book I'm going to talk about is Love in the Headlines by Penny Zeller now Penny visited Inspi Romance in May so if you're interested in this book please visit the Inspi Romance blog and check out her adorable posts where she has a character interview with one of her puppies yeah so this particular one is a CCR that so contemporary Christian romance, but it mixes like a cosy mystery subplot. And I do like reading cosy mysteries, particularly cosy mysteries that have animals in the story. So this ticks, ticks a lot of boxes for me as a reader. And so we've got Carly and Trey are the um, heroine and the hero in this book. And the meet cute at the beginning is hilarious. Basically, Carly has this little white fluff ball. I think it's a shih tzu. Is that how, is that how you pronounce that? Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Finally, I get my pronunciations right. <laughs> yes. And this little this little puppy, his name is Sullivan Theodore the Fourth. Oh my goodness. And Ooh, he is a very, a very naughty puppy as well. And so he escapes, and she ends up finding him inside this random house. And so she's looking the dog door at the front of the house, trying because she saw him in the window, trying to get him to come out. And it ends up the owner of the house is Trey, this guy she works with at the newspaper, <laughs> and who's like her nemesis. They fight for stories and they really aren't friends at all. So this is an enemies to love. And she's absolutely mortified that her dog has randomly gone into his house <laughs> through the doggy door at the front. So it's just As adorable. She should be. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> And so he has a dog as well. He's got a German shepherd called Jax. And Jax is a much better, much more well-behaved dog than um, her and, little and wife. And needs a bigger dog. doggy door. Yeah. Yes. Well, had it been the other way, it wouldn't have worked wouldn't because know. Jax wouldn't have fit. <laughs> he wouldn't get in the doggy door that she has at her place. But anyway, so they both work at the new. over talk of dogs. Yeah, she's like. Oh, um, paw on my throat there. See that? <laughs> Gone. Oh, she just knows, doesn't she? Yes. And so the, they end up, um, what happens is their boss at the newspaper, they work, since she's in a small town, um, makes Trey and Carly work together on every story. So she's probably more of a writer than he is. He does a lot of photography. And he says, I'm going to make you work together on every story. And, of course, they hate each other. So the forced the force proximity is just hilarious. And then we have... The dogs are just such a big part of this story. So if you love books that have dogs in it, you just you need to read this book. It's really good. <laughs> Sounds good. And there is a and doggy like birth. Cooney and don't yeah. like books with dogs, avoid. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Uh, and there is the most hilarious doggy birthday party in this book that was just, oh, there's lots of humor in this story as well related to the animals. And then some of the animals start going missing. So there's a mystery that they're amateur sleuths to solve. But it's just the most adorable story. I just loved it. I read it within 24 hours. I couldn't put it down. And it was just such a feel good you know those books that you just need to read because they just make you feel happy. 
mm-hmm. and give you that beautiful escape from real life and what's going on. So Loving the Headlines by Penny Zeller is a really fun read for those who love pets. Excellent. Valerie? Well, the first book that I want to talk about also ticked a lot of my boxes. <laughs> um, and it's called Above the Lake because because I love lakes mm-hmm. by Zoe M. McCarthy. And it um, starts out with the heroine whose name is Megan and she's a widow. She ha- gets an opportunity at work that she really wants to take, but she really likes her second part-time job. But like, can she keep doing both? The pay is not that good. She'd do better if she accepted the one as a full-time, but what if? So she lives along the lake and she hops in her kayak and goes for a paddle to think. Now that's something that I can really identify with. Don't have a lake just outside my door like Megan does. Um, but I do like to think while I'm kayaking. Anyway, so she's out um, kayaking and thinking, and this small plane comes overhead, like a single single guy plane kind of thing. Okay, that came out wrong. Um, anyways, small plane, and it's going really, really low, and then it crashes in the woods just beyond the lake. So she beaches her kayak and she goes running to see if she can help this, like what happened? Are there survivors? You know, all this (laughs) stuff. Um, He's bleeding and disoriented, but alive because otherwise what kind of a romance would it be? (laughs) Anyway, getting help for him (laughs) takes time. They wind up spending the night in the cab of his plane while she's trying to, you know, keep his bleeding down and stuff. So they, they form a bond, but neither of them is looking for a relationship, which of course is how many of the best books begin, right? Right. You're great. I like you. Thanks for being around when I needed you, but have a nice life (laughs) because I don't really need anyone. So um, yeah, Zoe uh, is somebody that I've kind of kept in touch with over the years. We shared an agent back many, many moons ago, and uh, she emailed me a few weeks ago and asked if I would like to mention this book to my newsletter, and she would mention one of mine and hers, and I looked at the thing and I went, I am so in with this and so when it released a couple of weeks later I happily picked it up and I thoroughly enjoyed reading it Excellent. is it a love inspired book it is not it's no. not I don't know why I don't know why I'm thinking it's a love inspired I just recognize her name but I can't quite place she was yeah. writing for Pelican for a while is she still or um Lighthouse I'm not, I'm not certain actually yeah um this yeah. is a small press but not yeah. uh, not Pelican so anyway I think it yeah. might be Lighthouse publishing of the Carolinas if I re- I don't know um, I know she, it's been yeah. a couple of weeks since I read it and I don't and remember. the publisher isn't what you remembered it is not what I remember it's <laughs> that <laughs> feeling of traveling out on the lake at sunset that I remember <laughs> thankfully no one's crash landed in front of me yet yeah yeah that would be un- <laughs> unfun uh all right my first one is word of honor by Hallie Bridgman Bridgman pardon me. Uh, It is the middle book of her military romance trilogy that came out last year. I want to say in 2022, I think might've been 2021. Mm. I don't know. It's new new ish. Um, And uh, I actually like word of honor slightly better than I liked the first one. The first one was really fantastic, Um, but word of honor. And I'm drawing a blank on the name. I talked about it last month. In the yeah. recent reads, long ago. Um, but uh, you've got the second chance for college sweethearts, which I really liked, and I liked um the fact that 
the man whose name I didn't write down, of course. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to remember him. No problem. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but he was um, not a believer in college when they were sweethearts. And I don't know if she was or if, I think she was like nominally, but not really practicing. Um, and he just absolutely, he was a football star. And uh, he blew out his knee. And so all of his prospects were done at that point. And so he, um, because he was so mortified of where he came from, he was, you know, from a trailer in nowhere, Alabama kind of thing. Um, he just, he broke her heart ruthlessly um, because it was better than her, you know, because he was over, he had to go back home and he didn't want her to, you know, so um, so there really is so much that they have to get over and through um, in order to have the second chance. And at the same time, you've got forced proximity because he is, um, she's agreed to help on this. She works for the FBI. Um, and so they have partnered with the special forces team and so she is the only one who can identify the terrorists that they're looking for. And so they go undercover together as a married couple. And so they've got this forced proximity when they absolutely just detest each other. Um, and it's it's very fun and very good. Lots of spiritual growth, lots of character growth, and a realistic development of the second chance relationship, which I always like. Sometimes with second chance, it's it's like, do you remember why the first chance ended? Let's, you know, maybe there's a reason. Um, so they really, it, it was realistically handled, which I really appreciated. Um, really enjoyed. A second chance, forced proximity, enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. Plus you've got like super alpha hero with um, with the military, military man. But she's also, she's an FBI agent. So it's not like she's a, a wilting flower um so yeah so there's a lot of of good um yeah plot stuff yeah. Mm. to work with yeah. there yeah and still even still I would say it doesn't read like suspense which is nice um like if you're it's it really is more romance there there is some suspenseful stuff but not mm. like hanging on the edge of the seat can't sleep at night unless you're Valerie maybe but I really think you'd be okay <laughs> I haven't read that series. I have read some of Hallie's older books, but I haven't read um, I haven't read that series. Narelle, you got another one? I do. So this is quite appropriate since it's so early in the morning and I'm half asleep <laughs> recording <laughs> this. And the second book I'm going to talk about is His Wake Up Call by Jan Thompson. And this is the second book in her Seaside Chapel series, and it's a fake relationship story. And I really like the way the, tr the fake relationship, I can't even talk, the fake relationship trope um, played out in this book. So Emmeline is a musician and she plays the harp. And I don't think I've come across a heroine that plays a harp before. So that to me was very unique and very interesting. And her father's a professional musician as well. And it's the summer. She's on St. Simon's Island in Georgia and she's short of money living in this dumpy apartment. And she's running between job to job to job, trying to get the money together to go back to college to finish. I think she's um, going to grad school after summer ends. So she's trying to get her 
finances and everything in order. And then we have Sebastian, who is a very wealthy restaurant owner, but he's not a billionaire, but he has a lot of money. But his ex-girlfriend has run off with a billionaire who's like the next richest person around town after him. So he's not very impressed that his ex-girlfriend has dumped him for a billionaire. So in his moment of brilliance, and we all know how well they work out, he decides that he hatches his fake relationship scheme where if he can date Emmeline and make his ex jealous that she'll come back to him and dump the billionaire and realize that <laughs> it's he's much better than the billionaire and in return Emmeline's brother has been missing for a while he just disappeared in Atlanta and they have not been able to find a trace of him or what's happened and one of the reasons she's short of money is that they've been spending money on private investigators trying to find him and her and her parents everyone's running short of cash and so Sebastian says here you go I'll help you out I'll go and, and get a private investigator to find your brother so that's what starts this fake relationship and it was just a really fun romance the way it evolved because obviously Sebastian works out that Emmeline is so much better than his ex and <laughs> Emmeline's like I'm going to grad school and I'm not going to hang around here and so there was lots of fun and lots of conflict and as with all Jen Thompson books, you get that really nice, strong faith thread in the story as well. So you don't walk away saying this book didn't feel like a Christian novel because it's very Christian in terms of the way she weaves all that in. So that's an, that series is lots of fun. So if you haven't read it, go look for those books. But it's his Wake Up Call one. by Jen Thompson. Yeah. Enjoyed yeah. that one as well. Second one, Valerie. Sure. My second one is Suddenly Forever by Teresa Tysinger. And then when I was making up my notes here a couple of days ago, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because there's a widow and she's living at the lake. And I'm like, <laughs> what about that? Am I confusing my books here? <laughs> and, and I kind of was, I kind of rolled them into one in my head because it's a brilliant place in there. <laughs> um, but this time we have Cora, who is a novelist, and she's absolutely crushed by her, her uh, widowhood. She avoids going to town. She relishes in her solitude at the lake, um, along with her elderly eccentric neighbor, Ina. But the third house is only three houses on the lake. And the third house, the woman who lived there passed away. But now there's a new person living there. It's Luke a photojournalist who happens to be the son of the woman who'd lived there before, but he'd never come to visit. So he's obviously a terrible son. <laughs> Anyways, he's hiding out from a scandal and decides he wants to get to know his neighbors while he's living there. So if you like stories where they go kayaking on the lake, <laughs> like I do, obviously. Um, and this one has a really strong sense of found family as um, Ina has some health issues and, and Luke and Cora have to, you know, decide if they're going to step up and be family to her and stuff like that. It was, it was really good. I think it's my favorite Teresa Tysinger yet. So I've got the next one on my Kindle now because she's got me. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that is the first of her books that I ever read. Um, I read it for maybe our North Carolina podcast when mm. we talked about North Carolina. Somewhere, mm. I didn't write down yeah. where, but it's in that area yeah. generally. So yeah. it, is, it is really good, really cute. And, and I lots think of, lots of kayaking. <laughs> 
And Valerie's giving us a big hint. I think she's saying, let's do an episode where the characters go kayaking in all the books. <laughs> I'm hearing a theme. Yeah, and Beth will be like, Brr. nope, definitely not. I maybe, can hear it coming. Maybe we'll see if we get really desperate. Or at the lake. <laughs> <In> five years. <laughs> exactly. When she runs out of topics. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so for my second one, I'm going to do the final book in Hallie Bridgman's Military Romance Trilogy, right, which then. is Honor's Refuge. Um, and this is Phil. I wrote down his name. Plus, I would have remembered he, um, because I liked him so much in book one, and I hoped that we would get his book. In book one, um, he gets shot in Africa and there's no way to get him help. And he ends up losing most of a leg because of how the, the shooting happens. So now this is like a year and a half or so down the road, you know, he's left the military. He's accustomed a little bit to life with, as an amputee, physically he's accustomed to it, but mentally he is absolutely determined that, um, he's not a whole man and so therefore not deserving of love basically so but he has um a lady at church who he's really good friends with and she is looking for her sister they were separated um in the foster care system as children and she's been spending most of her adult life trying to find her sister so he's like you know i may not be able to love her but I do have the skills and the friends from my army days to maybe help her at least find her sister. So um, anyway, it's really good. Again, strong faith arcs, lots of character development psychologically as they both have things to have to overcome and get through. Um, just really well done, really well done. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. And he did not come back for an encore. She came back, sat by my foot and went, <laughs> and then was like, when I started to reach for her, she's like, gone. Nope. nope. <laughs> Just wanted to talk to you. Yes. Aww. It sounds like you really enjoyed that series. I did very, very much. Um, very is much. there a book four? Or is no, it it's just a trilogy. Um, it was traditionally published. So it's just, just a trilogy. Um, last when I read them they were in Kindle Unlimited though and I think they still are so if you are a KU subscriber it's it's worth checking those out I mean if you're gonna buy them it's also worth buying them but <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> it's also they're free if you have KUs so for sure don't miss them um yeah do you have a third one Narelle no I only have two sorry <laughs> Do you have a third one? All right, Valerie, what's your third one? I do have a third one. Um, this is a love-inspired <clears throat> book. Um, Her lakeside so, kayak. The widow's lakeside kayak. Marry <laughs> a lake, marry a kayak. And oh, yet, man. And yet I but I can tell you what ties it to the others. Okay. Okay. It's the adoption surprise by Zoe. Marie uh, Jackson, Zoe Marie Jackson. So um, it's kind of fun. Uh, I can't remember what I was looking for when I came across it. And it was the, the blurb really just kind of nailed me like pretty instantly. Um, Kelsey is a realtor. She got custody of her sister's adopted daughter upon her sister and brother-in-law's deaths six months ago. 
it has not been going well. The little girl um, whose name is Morgan, who's not quite six. So she's a five-year-old. So that got me right there, right? Um, The little girl is hardly speaking. She just goes through the motions and Kelsey is like absolutely at her wits. And she also is grieving the loss of her sister and she doesn't know how to help Morgan. Um, So she enrolls Morgan at a day, day camp at the church for this couple of weeks in summer, whatever. And they get um, into the parking lot for her to drop her off. And she's in a hurry because she's meeting a client and blah, blah, blah. She's a realtor, remember? She's busy. (laughs) And um, somebody just about runs Morgan over Uh in the parking lot. And then the guy is like saying things about um, how much she looks like and she's just like gone grabbing the kid, running inside, getting her enrolled and stuff. And then she turns around and she's got her niece, but there's her niece. So two little girls adopted out to two different families at birth, right? Now they've met. So now this little girl, Maya, is the key to Morgan just engaging in life again. And that all comes out. I mean, you don't get the proof but you, you know, like from the first chapter, yeah. they're not going to set this up and they're identical. Like there's nothing. So um, Maya has been um, adopted by a couple. And of course, her mother has passed away because, hello, we need a free hero for the heroine here. Sure. Um, and so there again, they've got um, lots in, in, in common. The girls are like practically doing the parent trap thing to try and match make them together because they just want that they're sisters they're twins they want to be together right so how are they going to navigate this because neither um the guy Zachary or Kelsey is like interested at all in marriage you know until they are so yeah (laughs) so I I enjoyed that one so much that I'm actually currently reading the second book in the series oh wow It does not fun. always happen on love inspired books, no. I have to tell you, because they're not always tightly connected. Yeah. Does that one also have adoption circumstances that should hopefully never actually happen in real life? Adoptive <laughs> parents, absolutely. Well, maybe curious. I'll tell you about it next month. <laughs> and we can. Okay. <laughs> How about you? Do you have another I one? I do. I do have one third one, um, as opposed to two third ones, which would be weird, but yes. <laughs> Uh, I read The Broken Hearts Bakery by Carla Loriano, which is just sweet, um, not Christian. It is the um, prequel novella that you can get for free by signing up to her newsletter okay. for her new sweet, clean series that she is independently publishing. Um, and it is adorable. Plus, there it, there there are some hints of faith Um she could very easily have made it faith-based instead of the sort of, she, she took the sort of paranormal track to it. So you could say that it's like God doing these things. Um, but in the book, they just talk about the town gets what the town needs. But so if you wanted to, you could attach a faith meaning to it, um, or you could do the woo-woo the town is alive kind of thing. But um, either way, the stories, uh, I've read the first two, but I'm not going to talk about the first book, um, the first real book this time. But um, <laughs> the the prequel is um, 
Gemma comes, uh, she ends up at Haven Ridge. She's sort of on a, um, oh no, this is not even the novella. Wait, no, I wrote down, this is hilarious. Okay, so I wrote down the, the talking points for book one, whereas I wrote down the title for the prequel. I'm talking about the prequel, which is The Broken Arms Bakery. Okay, we got it. Um, sorry. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is book one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Cool the prequel is the got All right. Let, if we backtrack a bit, the pre- prequel is when she's going in the, in the mountains and her yeah. GPS sends her in all the wrong places. Yes. Is that what we're talking about? No, that's the Brick House Cafe. Sorry. That Which is, is the, the one. Prequel. That's why I was confused. And okay. about it and I made a conscious <laughs> effort. I'm like, I wasn't going to talk about the one that Narelle talked about because Narelle already talked about it. So, um, good grief. I'm sorry. <laughs> lost my mind um this one over there somewhere <laughs> yeah it's somewhere Gemma I I did write down the right thing she um she left she grew up in Haven Ridge and she left in the Brickhouse Cafe there's an uh, they make a couple of comments alluding to a divorce situation between townspeople where they did not do the right thing they supported the man because he had money as opposed to the wife and daughter who were wronged Gemma is that wronged daughter um, and ah. so she had moved to California. Uh, she is an attorney. Um, and her her deal with the uh, firm that she signed on was that she would um, be able to take on any pro bono, any cases that she wanted, that she wouldn't um, she wouldn't basically take on cases that were in her mind unethical because um just because they would bring the firm money. But the firm is like changing their mind about this now. They want her to start because she's really good. They want her to take on these clients no matter what, that her personal morals have no no say that she should just take clients on because they have the ability to pay the bills. So she takes her vacation, sort of forced vacation and ends up going home to Haven Ridge to watch her best friend's daughter while the best friend goes to New York for, um, she's an editor. So she goes to New York, she's watching the daughter and um, she runs into her high school sweetheart who cheated on her and then dumped her when she got drummed out of town. So he now has come back, he's teaching at the high school. Um, Anyway, it's just really cute. It's a cute second chance. Um, I wish that they were there was faith because that would make it just perfect, but um, it's really cute, sweet, clean. So, mm. but Carla writes fantasy, doesn't she, under a different name? Uh, well, so under her initials, C. E. Loriano, yeah, yeah. So does it have? One. So it's got the fantasy elements, like she is a little bit sort of that way with those it's extra. Nothing, I mean, her fantasy is medieval based, like elves and stuff. It's not okay. I would say no. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah. And there's not too much of the paranormal. I wouldn't call it like magical realism or anything. Um, it's just they say the town gets what the town wants or needs. A little flicker on the edge. A edges. little flicker, yeah. Hmm. Which if you wanted to, you could say, you know, God uses the town to bring people together. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Grasping at straws. <laughs> yeah but allegory is such a big thing in fantasy so you're not actually clutching at straws you're probably 100 percent right See, there you go, <laughs> there you go. said i'm right <laughs> so you must be i must be <laughs> outstanding um either way it's good and you should read it 
I think. Yes. <laughs> I need to read this series. I just have so much to read that. Right. I mean, that's yeah. the eternal problem, right? Yes. Every time I read a book, it seems like I buy a box set or something. Like it's like it's not <laughs> yes. even just like that I replace it with two more. I probably replace it with six more. And I'm like, right. no, this is not how you get to the bottom of the TBR. It's a problem. Yes. Although it's not really a it. problem. It's kind of a, it's a good problem. Right? <laughs> it means that there's something on there no matter what mood I'm in, that's for yes, sure. That is a good yeah. thing. And it means that when we go camping in the summer and I like literally read a book a day for a week that I'm not going to run out, but I might only get through one box set. Excellent. Well, we would love to know what you've been reading. You can let us know in the comments or if you've read any of these or if any of these whet your appetite and you're going, <laughs> you're going to look them up, any of those things, um, leave us a comment on the YouTube channel or on our Facebook page. I'm waiting still for somebody to take us up on the Facebook page. Um, and while you are over there on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you never miss an episode. And uh, we will look forward to seeing you next week. In the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>